Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, if you've made it through that ad and you're still listening, we've got a real treat for you today from the -the over-the-top studios at Scratch Labs in Boulder, Colorado. I'm George Thomas. We're here with the beautifully broken Adrian Belinsky, uh, I hope you don't take offense to that. Oh no, that's that's a title that I have earned. Okay, yes, you have. <laughs> I have earned that one a hundred percent. Blood, sweat, and tears, and a few uh, formal gowns mixed in there. And we're not going to be talking sports so much, but I heard you at a program. Your motivational speaker. You had an incredible story, and uh, I've just been nagging you to be on the show ever since. Yes, I think that's probably accurate, but I'm excited to be here. And this is actually my first podcast I'm taking oh, I'm taking part in. Yes, I've listened to a lot, and I think I have a few on the horizon, but I'm excited for this to be my debut. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I feel honored. <laughs> well, you know, most of what we do is endurance sports. You've showed some real endurance in life. Um, and this show, we are going to be starting a series with you. Um, but I'd really like for people to get to know who you are and some of what you've gone through, which I know in 20 minutes, that's asking a lot. That is a loaded question. I will give you that one. But uh, it's it's a fun story, and I'm excited to do an entire series so that hopefully I can share some inspiration and some motivation with athletes and weekend warriors and really anyone who is looking to aspire to greatness in their life. And um, 20 minutes, who am I? I'm originally from Kansas. I'm probably, this is one of the exciting things that a lot of people latch on to, is I'm a former Miss Kansas. So if you have ever watched the Miss America pageant, you would have seen me on TV, but only if you watched the introductions, because they had the wrong judges my year, and I didn't make it past the introduction. But that's that's a whole different story in and of itself. <laughs> but you know, it is what it is. But I'm a trained I'm a trained entertainer. I was I grew up as a dancer, but being in a small town, I also participated in basketball and track. We were a huge football community, and I I've, have I've got to interrupt right yeah? there because basketball, track. I mean. Very difficult sports, but I've done a number of shows with CU Sports Medicine Mm -hmm. here, and being a dancer is very athletic. I mean, we're talking real athlete here. Well, and the way I like to describe it is having two brothers that both played Division I football. Uh, I think dancing in its own right is just as difficult, but the difference is we, we are trained as dancers to do it with a pleasant look on our face and as though it's effortless versus my brothers. If they pick up a box that's too heavy, they have to grunt and moan and make sure that everyone in the room realizes that the box is heavy. <laughs> so we, we are just trained. 
explained with a little more a little more grace. You know, I guess that would be the ultimate insult if the ballerino <laughs> who you were dancing with did a lift and actually grunted. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> it absolutely would. So, but no, it, you know, it all played into each other. My basketball coaches growing up used to laugh at how I could save a ball from going out of bounds because and even all of my teammates, they were like, only a dancer can balance on a line like you do and actually throw the ball back in before I went flying out of bounds. So, and then in track, I was a hurdler and a high jumper. And both of those take agility and grace and skill. And when you're in a small town, you're involved in everything. And so when I finally got to uh, venture off to college, I got to focus on what I wanted to do, which was the arts and entertainment. And I'm a graduate of the University of Kansas, and I do have a journalism degree, and I have a minor in theater, but I danced all the way through. And that's what really got me recruited into the pageant system as a dancer, as an athlete, I knew how to train. I knew how to focus. I knew how to set goals and go after them. And it it didn't happen the first time I competed. Um, it, it took a few years. There's There's been a, a handful of ego checks along the way where I, I get a little too big for my britches, as my dad would say. <laughs> and and that it's humbling. And, and those are important and valuable lessons in life. And, you know, as, as my career started to progress and the Miss Kansas opportunity really opened up some some amazing doors that it, it really did and it introduced me into what it is that I do today which is holy cow it's it was 11 years ago this summer that I won so 11 years ago I mean when you win the title you're you're not only an entertainer but you're a public servant and you're a public speaker I gave more presentations in 365 days across multiple states than I could have ever imagined. And that's when I discovered one of my God-given gifts that I would have otherwise never found. And that was motivating a crowd and being able to go in and whether I have an audience of 10 or I have an audience of 10,000, I I mean, it really doesn't matter. It's, It's taught me how to be able to be unique and authentic and it doesn't matter how many people are in the room, people want the raw you. And so often we lose that. Um, and I've got to say, at the program I watched, you gave us the raw you. <laughs> I, I, you know what? People don't people don't relate to somebody who's on a pedestal. Um, they want to know that you've been through trials, you've been through tribulations, that you're human and that you're real. Anyone who is perfect, they're unrelatable. And yeah, they're great on a picture, on a wall, but the people I look up to in my life are people that have gone through major trials and have overcome them. Because that's, I I tell a lot of my audiences and I work with a lot of teenagers, and that is, I want you to fail in life. Failure is a wonderful thing because if you don't fail, then are you really pushing the boundaries to know what you're capable of? And through failure, we learn more about our character and we learn how to pick ourselves up and move on. There's there's so many more lessons in failure than there is in success. And so often we we think about, especially living in beautiful Colorado, we have these beautiful mountaintops and they're so encouraging and we get up on the top and we look around and it's so majestic. But the journey is not on top of the mountain, it's through the valleys. 
and up and, and really digging deep down inside of yourself to get to the next peak. You have to have the peaks and the valleys to be able to keep going. And life is no different. And that's, that's really what I'm about. And uh, I, I know that you got to hear what was my valley and when have I hit rock bottom? And I think it has helped me relate to even more people and around around the country. And that is, you know, I, I've been through a depression and it stemmed from the loss of a career. And I ripped my foot off. I pretty much severed my foot from my leg. It's been about eight years, eight and a half years ago. And uh, I thought I had lost everything. But in the midst of that, I had the opportunity to figure out who I was. And there were many times that I wanted to give up. And I think, I think some of those stories will come about as we get into more and more podcasts. But that's probably a summary of me, unless you're kind of looking at me like you might have another question. Oh, I have a lot of questions. <laughs> <laughs> so, so in short, I'm from Kansas. I live in Colorado. And I am sitting in a studio recording my first podcast. Awesome. <laughs> Very cool. Something you said about the ego check. You know, most of our listeners are competitive cyclists, competitive in other sports where you're not judged. You're judged maybe by yourself or uh, maybe your competition, but you either win or you lose or you set goals along the way that you want to accomplish. And what you did, and I think of gymnastics and other things like that, but it's so different from anything that I've ever experienced where I'm having a panel of judges Mm -hmm. choose. I think that could be really hard on your ego. I mean, how do you deal with that? You've done, you know, sports where you win and this where you have a judge. It's, you know, it's really tough. And, and I've learned lessons from both of them. When you do have a panel of judges in front of you, I think, I think one of the biggest things that you learn at the very beginning is you can't control anyone but yourself. You can't. And, and, Unlike basketball or football or cycling or anything like that, you are trying to beat the other person. And so while you're focused on your training, you're also focused on what your competitor is doing so that you know that you're out training and that you're going to be ready to compete at a level to win. What's so different about dance and pageants and gymnastics is you can't control how anyone else is doing except yourself. And does that make sense to you? Absolutely. Yeah, it, and it's it's a b bizarre concept to grasp, but it was good for me in a lot of respects to realize that I also had all the control in the palm of my hand, which was cool. Um, and at the end of the day, part of what I've learned, and this is true to life in anything that you do, whether it's business or meeting people or even going to a social event, um, my dad, this probably isn't very eloquent, but he, my dad always kept me down to earth. And he has always told me, you know, opinions are like butts. Everyone has one and they all stink. <laughs> I think I think there's a, the phrase goes a little bit differently than that, but that's probably <laughs> the best way I can put it. And, you know, that's really helped me through the years because it's just like a book. I may read a book and I think it's fantastic. And you may read a book and you may not like it. 
And it's no different in those sports. You're going to appeal to one set of judges in a different way that you're going to appeal to a different set of judges. And when I was a competitor at Miss America, I really learned that. You know, winning the title of Miss Kansas, I was completely and fully myself. And I was outgoing. I know no stranger. I will talk to anyone. And that's what that panel was looking for. By the time I got to Miss America, they were looking for something a little bit different. And I knew when they started calling out the top 10, when they got to the fourth girl, I was not in that top 10. I knew because it wasn't my personality type. And true to form, the girls who were very outgoing, a little um, brass and sometimes rough around the edges, but very down to earth is kind of how I would classify them. We stayed in the back. So you got more of, and it just, it varies from year to year, but you got more of the traditional, um, what I picture traditional Miss America being that year. And it came down to a group of people's opinion and you learn to accept it and then you let it go. You can't control it. How do you let something go? You know, that's looking at pro sports or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, a cornerback really comes to mind where they get burned on a pass and they're able to come back in and let that go. I mean, I've had some losses in bike races that I just remember and I think about them every day. How do you get rid of that? Well, I'll ask you this. What are you going to do about it? Absolutely His- nothing. I mean, <laughs> I, exactly. Exactly. History has been written. It is what it is. You learn from it and you move forward. Were there things that I could have done differently? Did I represent myself in a way that is advantageous to me? Is it a way that I want the world around me to see how I'm putting myself out there? So, I mean, you have to answer a lot of questions. Did I give, did I give 100%? If you gave 100%, then you should have no regrets. You gave, you left everything on the line that you could. Now, if you gave 80% or 90%, that's when you get to reevaluate how do I go back the next time and put it all out there so that when I walk away, no matter the outcome, I'm proud of what it is that I have accomplished in the journey. Because even if you didn't win the bike race and I didn't win Miss America, if I get caught up in that, I, I get stuck on that for years versus looking at all of the lessons that life provided me in the process. And I can, you really have two options. What do you want to, what, what do you want to focus on? And the other side of it is how do you truly get over it? I remember walking off the stage and we were walking behind the curtain and, you know, 40, 42 of us had just been eliminated because remember at Miss America, you don't just have the 50 states, you have district of Columbia. And then we also had, um, Virgin islands our year. So there's 52 of us. So they called the top 10, uh, 42 of us walk behind the stage and you feel like you have just been kicked in the gut. And I remember just in the duration of walking behind those curtains, I said, you know what? God has something bigger and better planned for me and he's keeping me on the right path. And if I was to win Miss America, I would have been on a whole different path in my life. I don't know what my life would look at, look like for better or for worse. And I hold, I hold on to my faith through a lot of different... Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Different obstacles in my life and things where I want to get down on myself and why did this turn out and woe me. No, it's not woe me. How am I going to move forward and how am I going to use this lesson, apply it to my life and become a better person in the long run? So you had what could have been a major disappointment and you turned it into a positive. And it was tough to do that though. I mean, there's you want to cry about it, but at the same time, I looked at it and I said, okay, how many girls didn't make it to Miss America this year? How many girls in their lifetime? I mean, this is their whole goal in life is to make it to a national level like this that didn't even get to stand on the stage where I stood. And so that's perspective. You know, what kind of perspective do you want to have? Do you want to see what you're thankful for or do you want to see what you lost? Um, you have really two different perspectives and you get to choose. That's the cool part. You hold all the power in your hands. What are you going to choose? What are you going to focus on? Now, as a youth, it wasn't a goal of yours to be Miss America. You wanted to be a dancer and an entertainer. But I was obsessed with the Miss America pageant when I was a little girl. Oh, yeah. (laughs) There was was a Miss Kansas that came out of my hometown, and uh, she placed in the top ten at Miss America, and I just idolized her. When she would walk in the room, I'm not a quiet person, and I would not have anything to say. And I was the little girl that would just stare at her with great big eyes and – Oh, my goodness, you know. <laughs> and, and so it was always on the back of my mind, but I was I was still an athlete. I didn't know really what my future had in store, and I was just out to explore it. So after that pageant, what did you do? Oh, after the Miss America pageant, mm-hmm. I, I went back to the state of Kansas, and I continued my reign for a year, and I spent most of, most of the remainder of the year uh, in and out of schools K through 12 it didn't matter the age group my favorite though were my high school and some of my middle schools and I really challenged them to think on a grander scale and what I told them was you know somebody's going to be Miss Kansas somebody's going to be Miss America somebody's going to be the next big race car driver somebody's going to be the next president somebody's going to be the next CEO why don't you make that somebody you Because really, you can go out into this world and do anything that you set your heart to, and somebody's going to do it. Why not you? Be the somebody. 
And so I spent I spent the remainder of my year working with students all across the state. Um, I also got to work with a lot of civic organizations. I went to a lot of community festivals, uh, and that was that was really cool. That was a that was a fun part of my year. I got to see all kinds of interesting festivals that small town America celebrates that otherwise you don't really know about. And then where did that lead you career-wise? Oh, it opened tons of doors. Uh, when I gave up my Miss Kansas title, I auditioned, but I used my title to get the attention of, it was called Broadway Theater Project, and it was an audition spot. It was, it's Anne Ranking's Broadway Theater Project, and if you know who Anne Ranking is, she was connected with Bob Fosse. Anybody who is and and ranking i can't remember if they were married i think they were married for a while if not they were married without being married <laughs> for quite some time but bob fossey created the choreography for chicago and cabaret and the movie all that jazz is about bob fossey's life i mean he's huge in the musical theater world and Anne Ranking created a program called Broadway Theater Project and it takes place in Florida and it's a three-week intensive. A lot of us re-nicknamed it to Broadway Boot Camp and I mean you sleep like five or six hours a night and then you are training but you're training with the best of the best. You're working with uh, casting directors from New York and from LA. You're I remember um uh, ben Vereen, Ben Vereen, who is a very well-known and respected uh, ballroom dancer. They, Antonio Banderas, they, he recreated a movie where they go into New York City schools and teach kids ballroom dancing. I cannot remember the name of the movie right now, but it was Pierre Dulaine. That is who the movie is um, uh made made really about yeah okay. it's 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 about him um and anyway i got to dance with pierre dulaine patrick wilson who was a star in the movie version of phantom of the opera i sat on stage as his prop while he sang me a love song <laughs> which was really fun i've worked with ben Vereen, um which is a pretty big name with some of our Older folks, sorry. I, <laughs> but, hey, I remember <laughs> him as Chicken George and Roots. <laughs> the older folks, but there were there were a lot of people like that. And, I'm an older folk. <laughs> <laughs> and well, my high school students are gonna be like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> they don't even know who Rocky is most of the time. When okay. I say Yo, Adrian, <laughs> they, they're like, What? And uh, so anyway, I got to work with a lot of folks like that, and it was the Miss Kansas title that got me in the door. Um, which was super cool. And then when I moved to New York, I had a lot of doors that were already open for me. Um, my big first uh, performance gig, along with waiting a lot of tables, um, was with the USO Show Troupe. And I got that through Miss Connecticut. They wanted her to come be in the USO. She couldn't do it because she was cutting a music album at the time. But I lived in New York. She called me and she said, Adrian, they're looking for somebody that's coming out of the Miss America system. You're here. Go audition. And I actually, they gave me the title Miss USO. And I went and performed at all of the USO events and homecoming ceremonies, departure ceremonies. And it was an incredible experience. So, yeah, you know what? A, few, a year before that, I stood on the Miss America stage and didn't win Miss America. And I could pout about it. Or I could look at look at all the doors that Miss Kansas opened for me. I didn't need Miss America to open doors, and I'm okay with that.
So yeah, there's there's some more stories I think I think relevant to today. When I did when I did live in New York, my first job and I got it two days after I moved there was I worked for somebody that our country tends to be talking about every day, and his name's Donald Trump. <laughs> I did work for him while I was there, which is just kind of funny and it's relevant. And my family all laughs about it. Now, I used to deliver him lunch to his office when he was working um, at Trump Tower on Fifth Avenue during the day. I worked down in his restaurant. Yeah. So there's a little side story that you didn't know about. No. <laughs> And I've met the whole family. They're all they're all very nice people. Talk about someone who is never at a loss for words, and I have no idea what to ask you next. <laughs> How about that ad from? <laughs> well, it's so it's so relevant, and it's funny. Your face, if if, if the listeners could see, your face is turning red right now. Oh, and very. It's, it's just hilarious, and that's why I like bringing it up. It's relevant, and it's funny, and I don't even have to place a political viewpoint without getting some emotion going in a room. So, <laughs> but I used, guess what? I used my Miss Kansas title to open that door too. So, so you know, whatever. Yeah. Now, kind of from there, where did you go? I mean, your goal again was to dance, entertain, and you made it. I did, I did. On, I didn't make it to the level that I wanted, but my life's not over. Um, so I've, I've been detoured a little bit when, when I was living in New York, there was a company that I had worked for, oh, it was probably about four or five years before, um, my New York experience. It was my, it was actually my first professionally paid theater gig. Um, and it was out in Texas and it's, it's in a theater that holds 1700 people. It's a huge theater. It's outdoor. It's built into the side of a canyon. Um, it's absolutely beautiful. And that was my first professional dancing role. I got hired as a dancer, which was really cool. And when I was living in New York City, uh, I, I ended up reconnecting with the director just out of fate, I guess. I hadn't talked to him in four years. And um, he told me, he said he had cast the whole show which included hiring about 150 people, but what he was still lacking was he couldn't find a leading lady, and he wanted to know if I was interested. And uh, and you told him no. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Big fish, small pond, absolutely count me in. And, and you know, I laugh with people. I got to, uh, as the leading lady in a musical, I got to meet a handsome man every night, flirt on stage, make out on stage, fall in love, get married and live happily ever after. Um, so, you know, how, how do you say no to that? And uh, I signed a contract for 57 shows in the course of two and a half months. And my story, which is why you and I have connected, all changed when I was in the great state of Texas. Uh, I was 52 shows in to my contract, and I had just accepted some new contracts when I was scheduled to return to New York. But I had five shows left, and it was a day off. And I was out with a friend who was a native to the area and was introducing me to horseback riding. And uh, I don't know if you want the whole story today, but the, the short side of it is I was thrown off of a horse and when I went up, I had enough time to think about 
how I was going to land. And thank God I landed on my feet. But when I hit the ground, my right foot pretty much popped off, which is kind of hard on a dance career. And life on that August evening completely changed. And everything that I stood for and everything that I had worked toward was at the very infancy of being tested and tested to the point where there were times that I wanted to give up on life itself. And it was, it was tough. Everything I knew, everything I worked for had vanished because of a stupid, stupid decision in a split second. And uh, that, I think, might be a story in and of its own, but you can imagine what the fight to climb up that mountain to recovery looks like. And I know many people listening can relate to hitting rock bottom, whether, whether you know it's a physical injury or it's an emotional injury. Or some of my teenagers, I talk about, you know, maybe your parents are going through a divorce and you feel like you're caught in the middle. Some of my, some of my older listeners, maybe you're going through a divorce and you feel like you're caught in the middle. Maybe you just lost a loved one. What does rock bottom feel like? Because rock bottom is rock bottom. And really, in this lifetime, you will be there. And so what does it look like to pull yourself back out of that pit? Um, and that's, that's really what I'm excited to dive into and give tidbits of advice and encouragement and inspiration to keep going because I'm sitting here as an athlete and a dancer that severed her foot from her leg, was up against amputations. I have a bionic ankle now. But I'm a dancer again. I do dance. And I know that if I ever want to return to Broadway, will it be easy? No. Will it be possible? Absolutely. Because somebody's going to do it and that somebody can be me. But in the meantime, I feel so called to be able to go out and help other people when they are in the midst of despair and really just help them to see that there is light at the end of the tunnel. And I'll leave you with one thought. My mentor told me so many times during my recovery, he said, you know, the greatest distance between two places is time. You can't speed it up. You can't slow it down. You got to live through it. But with the more time that you give yourself, the more growth you will have and the more, the more positive you'll be able to look back on the experience and say, I'm grateful that happened to me. Because that's where I am today. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for that day in that field when my foot went one way and my body went the other. And you know what really comes through in you in that is that that is genuine. It, it very much so is. I My life started down some different paths that I cursed for a long time. And I was very frustrated. And as I started to look at the world around me through different eyes, I realized that the world was bigger and more beautiful than what I originally could see it as when I had tunnel vision. Does that make sense? Totally. Yes. Well, Adrian Belinsky, thank you very much. I look forward to many more interviews with you. Well, thank you. And I appreciate the introduction. And hello to everybody out there. And remember, have a great day. It's up to you. And send us suggestions for a title for the show. Me? Or them. Listeners. (laughs) (laughs) From the Over the Top Studios at Scratch Labs in Boulder, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. Even on a budget, 
Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mm. 